You are listening to the Mary Jane Society Podcast, brought to you by Studio 420, a cannabis-friendly marketing agency. I'm your host, Pam Schmiel, Marketing Director for Studio 420. Consumption lounges are emerging as the next step in normalizing the cannabis industry. Entrepreneurs and innovators are trying to figure out the concept based on vague and unwritten laws governing the lounges. But one company is forging ahead to set the standard for how we will consume cannabis in a lounge. Today, we get to meet Wendy Forwell, CEO of Zenco, to find out why consumption lounges around the world are knocking down their door to buy Zenco. And they haven't even been in business for a year. Let's find out what all the fuss is about. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? Good, good. Are you up in Canada still or are you? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we're up in Canada right now. We're leaving for MJ Biz um, on the 13th and we'll be down there for about a week. How, how is that show? I heard it's huge. It is. It's international. So it's a great opportunity to meet sea level, attend events, a lot of social aspects to it that are outside of the conference floor where you can really get to know some of the the companies and the brands. So we're doing a lot of activations um, at after party events. So it'll be interesting to see the, uh, the interaction of guests when they're coming up. We're we're doing some things that are in true Las Vegas style with um, the glowing lights and, and uh, some of the events are pretty over the top that are going on. We didn't get a booth on the floor this year. Um, but what we're doing is we're going to attend the conference, walk the floor, um, and we'll also be uh, definitely attending a lot of the evening events, chefs that are going to be uh, holding events in the evenings, as well as we have uh, Travis, who you know, uh, the Nomad Cook, we're going to actually be, he's holding a full day type of uh chef experience where you can actually set up meeting times and bring your guests in and hold meetings um, while he's doing um, his infused dinners, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So we've allotted time for different uh, appointments that we have set up with uh, different uh, organizations to bring them in. It seems to me that paying money to do these activations is more cost effective than just putting a booth on the floor because your product is, you know, it, it, it says it all if you actually get to experience the product. The concept behind Zenco is normalizing consumption. Um, and that's through the glass. So normalizing one glass at a time is our is our company motto. And it really is because if you look at, the traditional consumption in the industry and the market up till now, um, it's typically been the same for many, many years, whether it's uh, consuming by smoking a joint um, or you could look at the pens for vaporizing. And that's kind of been the status quo. Um, what we really saw with the, the market was one, what is a way we can introduce the new consumer, the can of curious, or as well, the definitely the um, consumer that wants to now move into the uh, social aspect and, and be able to sit, sit with friends and consume. And you may have a mixed crowd. So it could be non-consumers 
of cannabis as well as consumers of cannabis. So Zenco really lends to the fact that you can have it in a room or on a patio area and it's not like you're pulling out a rig and not that we have any issues with consumption by traditional methods, but it, it removes the stigma that unfortunately has been tied to cannabis for so long. Um, and, and for those new consumers, it's really a great way. Everyone drinks out of a cup every day um, and it doesn't represent smoking. Um, which a lot of people have a difficult time with. They don't want to try cannabis that way. So it really gives the opportunity for them to move forward and, and try a product, um, whether it's concentrates um, as well as uh, the cartridges. And I mean, you were able to experience um, the Zenco in an environment that we love and, and that's in, in with a chef and cooking and, and, and it really lends itself well to, to that environment. Yeah, and I think what really struck me is, is of course, it's normalizing um, consumption, but it's, it's, I feel like that the consumption lounge concept hasn't been realized or kind of people haven't really, you know, nailed it yet. And so I, I've just been curious to watch all the different concepts coming mm -hmm. out. And yours was, you know, the Zenko uh, was what really, to me, I could see the future of consumption lounges, you know, Zenko being a big part of, of, of consumption lounges because of it's making it, like you said, you're used to drinking something out of a glass. And then now I'm trying to think when I tried it, um, you kind of have a tendency, right, because you're picking up the glass and you're, I guess, inhaling with your nose or do you inhale it? Inhale it do you tend to inhale with your mouth like you're, like you're drinking you know, smoking? Yep. And I mean, you're, you're really taking it yeah. back and, and in essence, drinking and inhaling it at the same time. I mean, you will see um, the terpene profiles in the glass are typically something that you don't get in other consumption methods. So being able to smell the aroma of those terpenes um, is, is a really um, exciting and new way to experience it. And I mean, as far as the lounges, I mean, we're seeing a lot of movement happening now with the lounges. Uh, we're probably currently in about 30 lounges across North America. And um, it can be from a very small um, membership type lounge right up to a full um, open consumption. Some are on patios, some are in um, and connected with a dispensary. I mean, down in San Francisco, we've got two uh, Mo Greens and uh, Bar uh, Barbary Coast um, that they're tied in with the dispensary as well as uh, full consumption so you can buy your product, try your product, use the Zenco and have a full experience. Um, with everything we're seeing happening in Vegas uh, with the licensing, we're very excited about that. And um, essentially we look at the Zenco in the same way a traditional bar slash restaurant slash lounge would look at they're having their glassware, um, you will be able to have the Zenco and Zenco glassware that you can essentially um, have to either rent to a table, you can serve it. Um, there's so many options and, and we're bringing out all new lines of glassware 
um, that are going to be really exciting stemless wine glasses, coffee cups. So a lot of really exciting things happening in that in that lounge experience. Very versatile. Like you said, a lounge could use it in so many different ways. Either it's kind of like buying the bottle for the table. You, so you buy the, the base of the Zenco and then everybody shares in, in the cartridge, yeah. um, which I thought was really cool. I was sharing um, your product with someone and they were asking if you could just put dry herb in there. And then you I can, but yeah, can right now, but it's not optimized for it. We are working on an atomizer for that. So to be a true vaporizer, it has to vape and it can't cause any combustion. Uh, so right now it does give some combustion and that's why you'll see right now we're approved in eight states as a medical device. And in that situation, it has to be true vapor. So uh, that would be your concentrates and your um, uh, cartridges. And uh, that's exciting because in the medical space, it is a device that a uh, consumer that has not been in the cannabis space has not utilized cannabis, maybe using it for the very first time. Um, it really gives a way for them to uh, take their medicine. And so we're very excited to be working with the organizations that are in the medical space and uh, providing that as a, as a tool for medical patients. Oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't have even thought of that. So, so you're stepping into the medical space and, and these medical professionals think this is a great way for them to consume. Uh, I'm sorry, because of people who aren't used to it, it makes it a little easier and more. It's a very um, nice entryway for them to be able to consume cannabis and very controllable with what cartridges are being put in. We're now in over 100 medical locations. Um, and that is growing, um, as we get approvals in other states. And what does that mean? Medical locations. So dispensaries that are strictly medical. Oh, but if you go and do a medical dispensary, aren't you just purchasing or you mean they can purchase your product and take it they home? They can purchase our product and take it home. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. For, for, I see. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I would love to go back to the whole thing you were just talking about, um, that you get the, the smell or the experience of terpenes more and the event that we attended which was an infused um food event with uh chef travis peterson who was um in new york city promoting his book and that was or i'm sorry his yeah his uh, cookbook <laughs> i was uh, that was one of the things i really noticed about that event and i didn't really attribute it to zenko um because there were some other products there but um it was like almost like terpene overload, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was such a great experience with the terpenes that you really don't that you don't typically get. Um, there was a lot of smoke in the room, but that's the other thing that I. But other people were smoking joints, but that's the other thing I love about Zenco is it it kind of minimizes the smoke in the room. Uh, so just yeah, love. absolutely. I mean, for many locations they cannot have combustion and smoke in the establishment but they can have a vaporizer um oh. so that's that's another point with zenco that the introduction of the product and they may have where they can have combustion so joints and so on outdoors on a patio area but they're not going to have it in let's say the dining area and that's I mean, it's going to be very interesting to watch the industry and the market over the next couple of years to see 
how the market moves forward. I mean, we're, we are launching next week in Europe. So we're, yeah, so we're very excited about that. And, and I mean, there's a very um, strong lounge cafe market within Europe, um, Amsterdam, Spain. So uh, we feel that the product will do extremely well in, in, in that market and, and will lend itself to the environment that it's going into. Yeah. So Spain, I know I, I heard they have tons of, of, of private or, you know, consumption yeah. and things like that. Did you know that they also, I just heard this the other day that they also bong museums are really big there. Did you hear? Um, you- I, I, I have heard about the museums. I haven't been to one, um, <laughs> but, but I have heard about it. And I know that there's going to be some very interesting museums opening up in Las Vegas. Um, I've, I've just heard a little bit about it, but, um, an entire cannabis experience museum. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Cannabis experience museum. So you're consuming. I don't believe there's consumption indoors. Um, but I believe that it is a, a lot of the history of cannabis experiencing different things and it could be terpene profiles and it's going to be pretty remarkable from what I'm hearing. Oh, wow. Oh, who, it, it's you got some designers. I can send you over the information um, yeah. and get that to you, definitely. The bong, the bong um, was pretty, I mean, because it could be, be you know, beautiful, craftsy. Yeah. yeah, and when you talk about the pieces of the bong, um, that's something that um, Zenpo is very excited about. We're going to be working with artists, glass artists, uh, through north america that are we have someone right now working on some customized pieces for us but moving forward we will be developing a portal within our site that has a marketplace that glass blowers can commission their pieces right on our site um, so that we can get some really beautiful unique pieces for our customers with their zenco unit I love it. Um, so what what are you seeing with the consumption lounges across the United States? You said you were in 30 lounges. Like, which states are they really t- starting to take form? You know, like everybody's been talking about it and all the ideas are out there. But where what states or cities are you really seeing activity? I know Las Vegas is kind of really pushing to come online. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Las Vegas will definitely be, uh, I believe, um, an industry showcase for what consumption lounges can be. Um, we are in talks with several companies and they've given us some insight on to how extravagant their places are going to be. So we're very excited. Um, West Hollywood, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Now we are in one location. We should be bringing on another location in the next couple of weeks. Um, those are tied to their dispensaries slash retail locations. Um, so West Hollywood, definitely San Francisco, um, Michigan, Illinois, we're seeing them. We're, we're in, uh, rise. We're also in Kalakushka, um, which is a beautiful new lounge. Um, we've opened up in there. So, I mean, we're starting to see them happening across the U S and, um, we're very excited. We're out in the, on the West coast. And it's a great opportunity for us. One, because that's where our product, like you said, showcases so well, because once a customer is able to experience the product and see it, and, and we strongly believe in being part of the community 
and um, really placing ourselves at the root of many of the people that got us to where we are right now with legalization. So we like to work with organizations and events. I mean, event opportunities are wonderful for us because again, um, it adds a value to the event company being able to have a product like ours to have consumption, but also for us to be in the event and, and to be part of that community. Oh yeah, definitely. I, you can't ask for a better promotion than people just to, to experience you know, using Zenco for sure. Yeah, the event org, the event um, industry in in the cannabis space is really starting from education to full parties. Um, it's really starting to grow. I mean, the the licensed producers are utilizing private event uh, companies as well um, to really showcase their product and and have consumers be able to because we're so limited with how we can market and how we can advertise, um, that that really is the, the way that the industry is differentiating themselves in the market. Um, but I know that you've always heard in the news, you know, the, the heating element or, you know, it's unsafe and vapes are unsafe. Uh, what, would, what would you say to someone who would be afraid to try Zenco because of, you know, safety? What they've heard in the news, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a period of time a couple of years ago where it was very covered in the news. Um, it had more to do with the e-cigarette um, vaporizing, and it had to do with the liquids that were being utilized in the devices. Um, there was some issues with some of the metals. That's, that's really no longer an issue. As long as you're purchasing your product, um, through a licensed producer and retailer and dispensary. Um, so when you're buying your cartridges, you're not buying them off the street, you're not buying them online from an unknown source, that you're buying them where it is tested, where you know you're getting clean product. Um, that's really the key. Um, and, and I mean, what we're seeing in the industry and the quality of the product um, has definitely shifted that, that market and I mean, there's a big difference between kind of the, the nicotine vaporizing industry and what that became to what we're now in with the cannabis space. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, you know, I mean, I have tried, we got some vape pens at the event and it is nice for concealing if you're out and about and you just, you know, want to take a hit. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, nice to have a kind of in your pocket. And not smoking in traditional consumption. Um, with combustion, I mean, it is healthier for you. That's why a product like Zenco is accepted by the state government as a device that you can use for consumption is because they, they do not want their medical patients having combustion. Right. Okay. Um, so from a sales perspective, um, I'm so impressed that the company has really only been around for about a year, less than a year, and that you're making such a great headway. Um, many people would die for, for this. Um, but I think that just shows you, you know, obviously the product is really good and it's a kind of a no brainer. Um, are you finding that um, people are more um, accepting or, or consumption lounges versus selling it like on a shelf in a dispensary as they're like from a sales perspective, I'm just curious yeah. what you're coming yeah, up. So, um, I mean, 
obviously we we're now about nine months since our launch and um we really we were very fortunate that back in august we i think i told you about it at the dinner we ended up going viral had over 30 30 million views of one video that came out from an organization called buds and brew uh that we're working with out in nashville um it was four guys sitting around at a table uh consuming from the zenco unit and and we all sat back and we were like okay what made that video go viral obviously some of the companies that picked it up uh, definitely were part of the reason why it did, but it was that normalizing. It could have been at any restaurant across North America, four people sitting at a table, and instead of drinking glasses of wine or a beer, they were drinking cannabis. Um, so that obviously, that going, going uh, viral across the world globally um, created many things for us, our branding, um, product recognition. Um, it's been amazing. Um, we definitely have found that our retail sales are just as high as our, our uh, direct to wholesale or to lounges. Uh, people want to have it sitting on their counter at home. It's a piece that you can have sitting out and it is not something that you feel you have to put away because certain companies coming over, people love the fact that they can walk up and microdose with it. You yeah. can fill just a tiny bit in your glass, have a sip and go on with whatever you were doing. And then the fact that you have company over a dinner party, sitting on your patio, uh, you can have six, eight glasses out. Everybody has their own glass, which from- What a great idea for a dinner party. Oh my God. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we have people over, they just assume that there'll be several Zenco sitting either at the dinner table, on the patio. Um, it, it's a great piece to have out. And when you're with friends from a sanitation standpoint, coming out of COVID, many people do not want to be sharing um, a joint or other products. And so everyone can have their own glass and uh, have that sanitized. They're all dishwasher safe. Um, so you can definitely wash them and, and bring them back out for your next guest. Um, as far as our retail, uh, they're moving extremely well in our retail locations. Uh, we've had one of our largest uh, multi-state operators has told us that it is actually their top selling product. Oh my so, God. And, and, yeah, so that was very exciting. And, and that's just sitting on a shelf. Are they, they must be pushing it. How are they, how are they? Yeah, they're, do, they're doing a fair bit of um, product marketing as well as promotion of the product, video showing the vapor coming out of the unit and then their bud tenders are very educated on explaining the product as well. Um, we do have stores that they can run it in store with a 510 essential oil cartridge in it. So it'll essentially run as a diffuser with essential oils and they can run that and show the, the customer the concept of the vapor. They'll even smell terpenes because they can utilize either terpenes or they could put essential oils with the terpene profiles such as pine or lemon oh wow and um i don't know if you want to answer this or not but is is there a pay to pay to play in retail to get um to have them do the i guess demos or to to have the bud tenders push it a little bit mention your no product? no yeah no not at all they just um, I've, they, I've they, heard of 
I've heard of some retail locations where you pay to have shelf space. We have not done that. Okay. Because they just love it. That's probably why. They, they yeah. know that all they have to do is kind of push it a little and they're going to make the sales. And yeah, and it's it's not like a cheap product, you know. So that's a good that's a good product to uh, to push. So um, okay, so I just have a couple more questions, but uh, sure. just to wrap up. But uh, so for the extraction process, the uh, the company that you're working with, I guess, to create your cartridges, is that something that you source out, or is is it part of Zenco company? No, so we don't provide anything plant based. Okay, uh, we are strictly a hardware company. Now we are um, talking to several companies that want to design their carts specifically to have terpene profiles that lend well to our product. So things such as a pina colada, uh, mimosa, things like that. And I mean, you experienced that when we had the dinner where there was customized vaporizers there to each course of the meal. Um, mm -hmm. Same sort of concept, but more leading towards the drink um, of cocktails, let's say. So um, other companies, our, our product works with any product that's out on the market as far as concentrates, 510 carts. The only time we run into an issue is there's a few companies out there that have started making extremely tall, long cartridges, which our product is not designed to hold. It actually will hit the top of the rubber diffuser. So um, that's that's the only issue that we have right now with some of the companies with their design of the cartridges. Mm. So if somebody bought your product in a store or on your website, would then they mm -hmm. also purchase the, the, the different cartridges from you? No, they would go directly to the retail store or dispensary and purchase a 510 cartridge directly from the store or the dispensary. They could also buy any one of many concentrates to use in our atomizers. Uh, so that's our ceramic or our triple quartz or double quartz. Um, so they can use everything from waxes, diamonds, hash. Um, it goes on and on. I mean, they can they can purchase any product they want to utilize in it. Oh, and it just, I, I never looked at what the base looked like. It, so they could just set it in there, basically. That's right. Yeah, there's a, a little bowl that fits in, that screws into the 510 thread. And that's where they can put their concentrates. And then they can also just, which you would have seen, it had a 510 cartridge in the one you were using. That's just screwed in. And you can swap those out and have different um, atomizers, or, or sorry, 510 carts going in for, depending on what terpene profile you want, what level of THC you want that's all dependent on what the consumer would like to purchase from from the retail location okay um so um okay so I guess let's just end on I'm curious what's happening in Europe I hear there's a lot going on in Thailand uh seems to be really stepping it up I know someone that just um partnered with a resort there to do a whole, you know, Zen experience with cannabis and many different forms between spa like things and you mm -hmm. know, smoking and, you know, things like that. So, um, and I heard that the laws in Thailand are so much more relaxed than here in the United States. Like you could just quickly, you know, get those licenses. Um, you were saying that you thought spas would be a really good target. I just wanted to mention, I was speaking to someone in, who's doing something in Thailand and it seems like they are ready to roll. Um, yeah. 
Thailand's definitely um, moving forward very quickly. Now, um, unfortunately, in Thailand, uh, they we cannot import vaporizers. So, and that may be something that's going to change in the near future. I, I'm not sure. We have actually some phone calls next week with um, some distributors within Thailand. So we'll get more information. Uh, Germany's definitely going to be next as far as Europe uh, with legalization on, in the recreational market. So that's going to be very exciting. We're working with Australia, um, looking at hopefully the medical market. Mm. So um, I think you're going to start seeing over the next six months to a year, a lot of movement happening globally uh, in the cannabis space. I mean, Mexico is on the verge of legalization as well. So Right, right. There's a lot. And are you meeting all the distributors and people that you're meeting in Europe? Is that through the like an MJ uh, biz? Or are you just finding different distributors in Europe, like really trying to do the research? Because how do you even find distributors in Europe? It's not even set up yet. Yeah, so we don't we the, we've been very lucky they find us. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we we've actually opened um, to have our own fulfillment out of Europe. But we do have uh, distributors as well as retailers um, because of the recognition that we've gotten on social media. We've been very fortunate to have them reaching out to us directly. Oh. And, um, even within Israel, we have uh, organizations, South Africa, uh, all reaching out to us uh, to very, they're very excited about the product. We're excited that they're excited and, and very humbled and grateful. So um, we, it's been an exciting uh, nine months, uh, exciting every day and sometimes overwhelming, but, but we're, we're very, very happy that the industry and the consumers are loving our product and, and that they're excited for us. I mean, they're, they're our greatest marketing tool is our consumers. Um, the, the, the social content that they create for us, the word of mouth has been really what has uh, given us the opportunity to move forward so quickly. Yeah, definitely. And when you mentioned the, the, the social media that went viral, that was on TikTok, right? No, it actually started, there was a Twitter that went out, then went to Instagram. It was then picked up by Weed Humor, 420, Things Drunk People Do. I mean, all of the big meme type sites uh, they picked it up. It, it, it actually still will pick up and go viral. We had another one go viral last week, uh, for, with another 4 million people viewing it. Really? Um, yeah, that was a brand new, uh, post that went out on, it's actually one of the licensed producers put a post out of them just having it on their office desk and, uh, starting it up and, and having it go. And, and he, he messaged me and actually yesterday he met, sent me another message and said, we're over 5 million uh, oh. views now. So it, it, people are intrigued by it because it's such a new and fun way to consume. I think it's really exciting. I think you guys are really on to something. So um, that's cool. Well, thank you so much for yeah. today and yeah. having the opportunity to chat. I'm glad we actually got to meet in person as well. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see you again soon and, and uh, we'll be able to have and share his info again.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.